all right, all right. Well, we're back at it, folks. And if you're new to the uh, squadron, I guess, this is Buckets and Beyond. Um, normally, we're talking about the best team in the universe, the Dallas Mavericks. Um, however, there's been uh, some developments of late. But we'll get to those in another pod. Actually, right now, we're talking about our currently favorite show ever, The Mandalorian. In a occasionally, occasionally we moonlight as as uber nerds. Uber, uh, so uber nerds, and we're we're. I, I my my name is Ben Seibel, by the way. I'm joined by the goon Andrew Bennett. Good and to we're, be here. We're without uh, our 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 least nerdy member, Jay Bonnie, who really has been along for the ride for this whole Mandalorian thing. Um, I feel like he hates us for bringing him on some of these pods honestly but i think he I likes feel like he, i feel like he sensed he sensed a disturbance in the force and he knew that this this week this pod especially it was like you know i can't I can't, I can't deal with andrew and his bullshit i can't deal with Not, i can't deal with these guys <laughs> yeah we're we're uh we're trying to how do i say this you know non we're trying to like funnel our nerdgasm to make a good pod does that make sense like we're we're excited we got a lot of ingredients we got a lot of ingredients and we're trying to bake a solid pie here we're trying to bake a solid pod here uh a pod pie <laughs> i just thought of podrick from game of thrones randomly or like hot pie oh. from game of thrones anyway um uh sorry a hey. lot has happened in the world a lot has happened last. in the world we are, but this pod specifically is on two extremely enjoyable um, uh, episodes from The Mandalorian and John Favreau and Dave Filoni and company. So we're just going to dive into it so we can really get to the juicy uh, rumors and, and whatnot in another. Anyway, <clears throat> so first up, the tragedy. And uh, I'm just going to ask the goon here to give a tweet length summary of this episode the tragedy use hashtags or emojis if you like once in that summary for me uh somebody got their old action figures down from out of the attic mm. somebody at lucasfilm they got their action figures out and they've been goofing off and playing around and that's what we got in this episode uh you saw i mean th this season especially has been rich with like oh like you liked it when you know ig11 like just uh murked like 30 stormtroopers how about we give you that like every other episode <laughs> how about we give you boba fett and fennec shan just absolutely trashing some stormtroopers how about we give you some dark troopers showing up like just somebody mm. got into their attic and was like and what if we, and what if we, and just like, it was a playhouse of, oh. and, and this episode was 32 minutes. I, I measure time now in 30, in 30 minutes, <laughs> in 32 minute segments now. It's like, oh shoot, I've got about like one episode, uh, 14. One, one episode of I, the tragedy. Yeah. I've got, I've got about, I've got about 32 <laughs> minutes, you know, I, I got, I can, I can spare you a, uh, chapter 14 of, of the Mandalorian. I can, I can dip out for, uh, for, because because it's like okay. you can pop that on. You Real need quick. to pick me up. 
32 yeah. minutes. Right. Okay. So funny you say that. Uh, if you should, if you're not already, uh, give a shout out to your Twitter because he tweeted something. Because he can only, he, Andrew can only contain himself so much when it comes to these episodes. So I asked him to like not talk to me about it until we do the pod. But you know, he's going to send stuff out to the internet. And I, I'm like, whatever. So he tweeted out, he said, like, uh, I'll, I'll see if I remember it. You said that Lord of the Rings Return of the King was like three hours. This It's over ep- three hours. It's yeah. over three hours. And yeah. this episode was like 30-ish minutes or something. <clears throat> and that just like, the, the way that you kind of broke that down for me, I was like, wow. Like, it's just really weird to think of one episode of television like we're, like, it's so much was accomplished. Plot was developed. You know, freaking, mm-hmm. you know, Mando was badass. The freaking Boba Fett came back after 30 something years. Kid, the child was stolen. Like, all this stuff happened. Plus, we got the Asian sniper lady back that we did not. You know, we sort of forgot Phoenix about. Shand, Ming Na Wen, put some respect Man. on her name. She's so awesome. Yes, she was great. Um, and the action was just like, oh my gosh, like, like, no, <clears throat> I didn't realize it till the end, obviously. But like Robert Rodriguez directed the episode. He's known yep. for his action shooting, and you can see, like, looking back, I watched it a second time. You see, like, oh my gosh, like the the shots they're taking, everything is like. Um, much unlike uh, the whole uh, Ahsoka episode, like it's extremely bright. Everything is in plain sight. You can see all these killer angles of where they're getting these stormtroopers. Anyway, I'm going to try to give a tweet link to review real quick. <clears throat> okay, where did I put it? I wrote it down somewhere. Um, yeah, okay. Fun fact, Robert Rodriguez tweeted out, the script was 19 pages, which is extremely short. Oh yeah. So, so I mean, and I, I think you could probably fit the amount of dialogue that was spoken into like one to two pages. It was probably all action. Yeah, but that like Mando episodes usually aren't super wordy anyway. But he has gotten more talkative over the course of the show. But if it's just him and Grogu, like they're not saying a whole lot to each other. So um, anyway, <clears throat> my tweet link uh, summary is. Um, Boba's back. All right. And I have like the gif of like the Backstreet Boys, but they're all Boba. But okay, okay. A bunch of some Mandalorian backup dancers. It's like a boy, yeah, a, like a, a Boba Fett boy band is what what it comes out to. Um, and honestly, like I don't have a whole lot of like attachment to Boba Fett. I get why people like him. Like I don't, I don't like hate on people who do but I felt it. Like, I felt like, oh, God. I, like, when he comes out in the armor, I'm like, oh, God. Like, mm-hmm. it's just so cool. It's so yeah. cool. And, the, of course, like, when he does come out, he just wrecks everybody. And yeah. Even without the armor. Even without the uh, oh, Like, him, him wielding that gaffy stick and just – and you've seen – we've seen, like, the Tusken Raiders with these things, and it's like, okay, like, they've got, like, a spear or, like, a club or stick yeah, thing. Yeah, what is and it? And then yeah. you see Tamura Morrison just wrecking people with this thing. And, yeah, it was, it was a sight to behold. Uh, Boba Fett and Tamura Morrison in all of their glory. Um, <laughs> I think, like, I can't remember a time I was watching an episode of television – and my mouth was agape for the majority of the episode. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. 
Um, like the- I think I think the last Whew. the last time episodes of television got me this good was I know people hate on season eight of of Game of Thrones, but the Long Night or like the Battle of Winterfell, that entire episode and like the culmination and like the climax of that episode where they defeat the Night King. Spoiler alert to anyone that hasn't watched Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, spoiler that, alert for this whole that was by the way that was the last time that I think. I had such a visceral, like, yelling at the television and just, like, and absolute joy. Um, And that was, and that was after, like... It was real dark on that one. Yeah, but that that episode, like, the... A lot of culmination. That was, that was after eight to nine years of, like, waiting for this moment and this buildup and these characters that we've known for, like, you know, almost a decade, a better part of a yeah. decade. Mando, this is season two. This is season two. We are 14 episodes in. Well, how like, and it's like 40 plus years of canon, technically, right? Or like, like just like it's for, it's for Boba like first Fett movie. First appeared, Boba Fett first appeared in 1980 in Empire Strikes <clears throat> Back. So yes, yeah, so 40 it's years. literally been 40 years of we first see this character to then suddenly seeing them actually like, kick ass and take names um yeah i think um i think when we were talking about i remember earlier in the season we were talking about like you know boba and uh, amanda are going to meet up what does that look like you know we thought i kind of felt like oh i feel like they might work work together maybe mm-hmm. it just doesn't seem like the right move to have them like fighting each other even though we like even though it would be cool like we'd want that i don't know if yeah. that move and um i just love how they handled the interaction they didn't make it like a thing they could have easily just like you know do like freaking civil war style and they just fight for like 10 minutes and you know uh some whatever yeah but, and the beautiful thing about that interaction as well is you see you it 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 humanizes Mando while also humanizing Boba Fett because because the last 40 years he's 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 become like this mythic character who like a lot of people are like okay why are we so obsessed with this dude he falls into a starlight pit and like doesn't do anything and he he has like six lines of dialogue like three lines (laughs) of dialogue like why are we so obsessed with him and when you get to see that but you also see the human side to Boba Fett, who I saw a ton of reactions to people saying like, Boba Fett is looking at Mando and sees a father without his child. And he was a child without a father. And like, and this whole, and this whole, and the whole moment where he shows him like, Hey, he shows him another way of being Mandalorian. Like, and we've seen that throughout this season, which is great. Like with Bo-Katan and now with Boba where Mando is interacting with other Mandalorians. And at first it's very contentious. He's like, he's like, (laughs) if you want to take this armor, you're going to have to peel it off my dead corpse. He's, I mean, Mando is ready. Like he's ready to drop the gloves. He's very jealous. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, and Boba's like, no, 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 no. I'm here for my armor. I'm a Mandalorian just like, and, and eventually like Mando comes around and is like, Oh, you were like, your father was a foundling just like I was, um, you know, 50, uh, 40 to 50 years ago or whatnot. And so seeing that interaction and seeing where like, cause there's not many like people Mando, that can relate to him period. So to have yeah. like the goat, the OG bounty hunter Mando guy, right. 
That I think that just yeah. like even if you don't care about Mando or or Boba, sorry, that it hits you. It hits you different. Mm-hmm. Like I do, I do not honestly. He's not. My, yeah. I mean, he's cool, but like I don't that. But that I felt that like the way that they like yeah. uh, Morrison, I guess he did a really good job of like conveying that. I think um, it was great. I'm just I'm just a simple man trying to make my way in the galaxy like my father before me. Uh, and there's the added, there's an added layer of Mando Din Djarin lost his parents during the Clone Wars. Yep. In the same, in the same sense, like Boba lost lost his father at the onset, at the like the first, of the drop the of the hat, the beginning yeah. of the Clone War. It's like, uh, so they have this, I mean, shared trauma, I guess. Uh, so yeah, it, it it was really exciting to see that aspect of it, less so. Uh, like even though it felt like I, I talked like it felt like someone was just like they just dumped out all of their action figures on the on on a set and were like we're and then they're gonna fight like oh even though that's what this episode felt like it had those human moments it had the human the moments that motivated the action you were more yeah. invested in the action because oh shoot they have baby Yoda or oh shoot they're going to get baby Yoda um like that yeah. makes every stormtrooper getting you know shot down that much more important and like i think it, they do a really good job of like handling um the way the audience cares about baby yoda like sometimes they'll sh- like feature him more in one episode and then not as much in another episode but like at this point we're all like grogu for life you know we we love baby yoda so <clears throat> like even like before he even got to Bo- uh, Boba, when Yoda was do- Baby Yoda was doing like the little you know um mm-hmm. thing, I was worried. Like I was like, he's he can't get through the force field or whatever. I'm worried. Like th- I was like, uh, what's happening? Well, yeah. <laughs> I when I mean, and when that when the title card pops up and it says Chapter Fourteen, the tragedy, I immediately went to. Oh, like, are they gonna kill Baby Yoda? Like, I—that's where my mind immediately went. Dang, like, and there's a, and there's a brief there's a brief moment where, uh, I think where Moff Gideon's uh, cruiser, when the real tragedy of this episode is that they blow up the Razor Crest, um, and then capture Baby Yoda, obviously. But first and foremost, Razor Crest is gone. It's oh, Ash. God. Uh, but when when but when you see that, like they fire down that turbulator shot and blow it up at first there's a brief second where i was like oh shoot are they gonna like are they gonna like try and hit the mountaintop like are we gonna see them like they take a shot at the mountaintop where baby yoda is that's and, like, what Mando i thought. just turns yeah. and and i immediately i was like no 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 no, don't like <laughs> uh, well, they clearly need him so that's good but i think like i w- he's got some plot armor right now yeah <laughs> oh yeah for sure so like with um but even so, like you said, like the Razor Crest, we've developed this attachment to this beat up ship that keeps like getting destroyed every other episode and like is somehow still functioning or, you know, they just fixed it. They just made it look so cool in the, I think the episode before, maybe. Um, yeah, episode, episode five, we see peak Razor Crest. Like it's back up to full strength. It's like back to like dog fighting. Like factory yeah. issue. Razor Crest, and I'm like, man, humming, humming like a bird. Just oh my gosh, like I'm not much of a car guy, but if I like if I were a spaceship guy, that'd be my type of spaceship. 
right? I mean, it's it's the sexiest Star Wars craft. I'll say that. Well, okay. Okay. Well okay. Endowed. Okay. People, people, people are hopping on on the Razor Crest band, and, and and I get it. Like I love the Razor Crest too. It is not the sex. There are a yeah, like even <clears throat> like one. We are we are ignoring one. Like Slave One is going to very quickly, which is Boba Fett's ship, is quickly going to surpass the Razor Crest after mm. we review Episode Seven, uh, Believer. The Believer. That one's weird. But I don't like how he, he like the, to, like lay back. I don't like that one. Whatever. I still don't understand the. I don't. I still don't understand the like the structure of slave one and or like how it works i need to i need to get like the star wars visual dictionary yeah. and to see uh does he like just no, backflip out of the cockpit and roll out uh, there's the... there's something yeah i i I, <laughs> I keep i keep trying to figure out but anyways but like like star wars is full of some dope ass ships i mean yeah x-wings are next level the tie very... fighters tie interceptors are are dope as hell the, the razor crest really the millennium design, falcon like it's, it's really cool i mean i don't have to get onto this specifically but like the way they design like a uh, rebellion craft versus a empire craft it's very like the, I, you can tell there's a distinct difference in how like the crafts are designed i don't even get in that but like um all that to say i like my heart dropped when razor crest exploded i was like oh no that's his baby. Yeah. That's his actual yeah. baby. Uh, and yeah. and I, w- I was expecting more of a reaction from him, but he was so focused on Baby Yoda. I don't think he really blinked. I think he, like, paused for a second and then just kind of moved on. But I was like... Oh. But then he comes back, and he's sifting through the ground, and he, you see him, he picks up, I believe, it's the wreckage of, like, his, his rifle that's now been incinerated. Uh, and is able to find the best car and Baby Yoda's little bobble, his little ball. Uh, but yeah, but that was they essentially achieved. I feel like they showed us they we they made us feel how I think we would have felt if, say, in Episode Nine, if we saw the Millennium Falcon get destroyed. Like this is the closest I think we'll get to that feeling of. Of, of of yeah, this this attachment to a, uh, it's just it's just a ship. It's just people people compare it to like a 1996 Honda Civic or something like. It's just this, this beat up, old, <laughs> lemon of a car. Very much. So. Uh, but then it gets torched, and you feel you just feel gutted. Um, so, yeah. Uh, do we want to get into any predictions, any lingering questions from this episode? Um, I like how you called, I'll, I'll acknowledge that, you called that Baby Yoda would get captured. I will concede to that. Yeah, Actually, but I, know what, I, I just did not want I to see it happen. It, so I was like, I hope I you're ex- wrong. I expected it closer to the end of the season. It's so, so much better this way, I think. It's so much better this yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're moving, yeah. It, and we can get into this when we review the believer. I still have lingering questions of like, are we going to, are we going to get a quote unquote like kind of sort of happy ending at the end of this season? Because I'm still I not sure. It. I'm still I'm still on the fence of like I still think there's a little bit more tragedy <clears throat> left coming our way before we get a little bit more closure. Um, 
Okay, well, what's your prediction for tragedy then? Like, if you, off this episode anyway. Uh, well, I just, I am not, I'm not convinced that, uh, that they're going to succeed in getting Baby Yoda back this season. I can see that. Maybe, but if it, if they do, I think it has to come at some pretty steep costs. And the other thing is, will they defeat Moff Gideon or will it be another kind of like, fight to a draw like we saw at the end of season one <coughs> where Mando like takes out his TIE fighter and Gideon that was awesome, by the and way. survives. That's still yeah. amazingly cool. Yeah. Legendary stuff. Um, there's, there's the obvious questions like everyone has been theorizing about which, like who did, who did baby or baby or who did Grogu contact? Like which Jedi, like it was said, like if he sits on the seeing stone, he can reach out through the force and maybe another Jedi will feel his presence and come looking for him. So the, that's one of the remaining questions. Like, will a Jedi come looking for him? Will a... <clears throat> I'm curious to see if just any Force user or any Force-sensitive person will, like will sense this yeah. or come. Yeah. Um, I, hope not. Necessarily... I hope I need a Jedi. You already know I need a Jedi. Give me a freaking Jedi. Gosh dang it. I waited too long for freaking Ahsoka. I want a Jedi. Um, and I, okay, the I, other, yeah, okay, go, go ahead, ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Well, my, I guess my prediction kind of tied into that. I think I'm curious if Yoda was calling somebody specific, like maybe he knew somebody who had a connection to before he got kidnapped or, or like, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, people are theorizing. Uh, it's like, again, I don't know this person specifically, but Ezra from Rebel, Rebels, I think. Um, yeah, I think that would be bad. Like, no, I don't know enough about him. From what I've seen, he's super cool. So I would love if, like, at the end, of, like, they still have him captured or whatever, and Mando, like, failed. They, like, went into hyperspace, and they can't get him, right? My prediction would be, like, um, the next shot is, like, Ezra just, like, getting in the ship and, like, like following his force to get him. Like that yeah, would be yeah. like, yes, give me that. I think that, I think, I think, yeah, a, a little bit of a deus ex Jedi showing up and, you know, maybe at that climactic moment, you either at the end of the episode, at the end of the season finale, you see some Jedi joining the pursuit and joining up with Mando to try and find baby Yoda or coming in at the last minute to save Mando <clears throat> in the midst of, you know, this, this conflict with Moff Gideon. Um, yeah, as Ezra would, I mean, is is a huge fan favorite for My, for okay. a lot of reasons. I don't. I think a lot of people, since we and we'll get into this in a little bit later, but a lot of people theorize that the freshly it. announced Ahsoka series okay. may focus and may bring in Ezra Bridger. Um, okay. So 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 we'll see we'll see if they continue to kind of like mix and match the kind of. Sure uh you know cro crossover. crossover yeah one final uh thing that was teased and just like it was too it it got my it got my motherboard frying and my wheels spinning was when was when moff gideon like confronts baby yoda and is kind of taunting him in in that in that prison cell and he pulls out the dark saber and yoda or baby yoda reaches for it and he's like, do you recognize this? Maybe from some memories past? And I had two immediate thoughts. One, 
is is Moff Gideon a former Jedi or a former Sith or like is is Moff Gideon a force user of some kind? Because mm-hmm. he knows his way around a dark saber, and he knows enough about the force to like be able to. T- and maybe he's just maybe he was just involved well, in like the purging of the Jedi. Yeah. And so is just like, ooh, let me taunt this like little child that has survived uh, the Jedi purge. But also, down the line, are we gonna see Baby Yoda with a lightsaber? Because and and he pulls back and he's like, you're too you're too young for such things. You'll probably poke your eye out. But but down the line, who's to say? <laughs> Maybe maybe he grows up a little. Maybe for his maybe for his seventy fifth birthday, Grow we up. get him we get him what a lightsaber. Does it look like two inches. I mean, I don't know. Like, how <laughs> tiny would that lightsaber have to be? That's what I'm saying. For like, to be able already, to wield it. He's already like yay high. Okay, lightsaber maybe this big. Well, the handle it's just it's just the handle <laughs> that's got to fit in. So, but those that that interaction just. Uh, that's another thing, like, there's no way Baby Yoda could hold a lightsaber. It would have to be, like, almost, like, childlike size. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure a, he can. Like, sure like he a, can. His little paw is, like, this small. He's been eating. You can, you can craft a lightsaber. If I, Yoda, I mean, I hope you're right. You know I love lightsabers. I hope you, like, I would probably not be able to handle Baby Yoda with a lightsaber. But I just, like, I could see that happening after training two seasons from now you know what i'm saying like yeah 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 down the line but just like kind of just planting the seed right now of like that's the thing too, with you're like too, you're too young favreau filoni they have like 40 years of canon they can plant as many seeds as they want they know they can grow it now you know like does that make sense like Oh, the, the, yeah, the garden, the, the field is, is for, the field is ready for, for plant, like the, you know, it, it's a, it's a fertile landscape in which to, in which to grow all kinds of stories. Uh, It's great. I'm excited. Um, You ready for the next one? Ready to go to the Believer? Episode seven, The Believer. Yes. This was probably, oh, yes. Um, Let's just let me. Uh, so my uh, what my tweet length review for the believer is more Bill Burr, please, and thank you. Hashtag Bill Burr in every episode. <laughs> Sorry, that was kind of weak, but uh, yeah, Bill Burr was great in this episode. Um, and, and I, I want to give credit to Bill Burr, but also to the character of Miggs Mayfeld. Uh, because this is, I think this is the first time we've seen such a humanizing look at a, at a former Imperial, uh, a former Imperial, like special forces or mm-hmm. soldier. Uh, I, I think we're going to get to see a little bit more of that in rangers of the new republic one of the many series that was teased earlier this week my my spoiler alert we'll yeah sorry <laughs> my my one i think my uh review would be in, in a in a phrase simply would be what do you believe 
like mm. emphasis like what mm. do you believe because this because this series this the title was about the believer and it's presumed that that's talking about mando right because like because it's been established that like he's part of this kind of very <clears throat> religious like zealot sort of uh like this is the way that. like you know the 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 watch or potentially the death watch you know this very you know never take off your helmet all these kind of rules and stipulations and he has to break some of those in this episode so it, part of it is about i think it's about mando and him struggling with like okay what do you believe like what what are you willing to do or what rules are you willing to break i also think that it also applies to bill burr's character in migs mayfeld as well as for there's this great the great conversation in the in the officer's mess where they talk with uh the imperial officer that had some and and he's and he's kind of a believer too he's a little bit of a he's he has some religious zealotry conviction for a certain kind of political persuasion and like let me just say it real quick let me like yeah. I, I know what you're getting at but let me just kind of say it this whole conversation had some serious like confederacy or uh i guess nazi vibes like the way that we you know like they're just lives like they're not important to me like see like i think this show does a really good job like they did that in the first episode where like the one uh guy sounded like he was straight up nazi uh i forget his name <clears throat> but um, he was the one that was like w- had Baby Yoda. Do you remember? never mind? Forget it. So Herbert Herzog, the old guy, the, yeah, the older, extremely guy old guy, straight, yeah. like one of the thickest German accents or whatever accents you've ever heard in your life. Werner Her- Herzog, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I would like to see the baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think this show does a really good job of like pain. It, it recreates a story from history in a way. But like, instead of a, a, a ruling, uh, you know, Nazi regime, it's the empire. And yeah, it's really, I mean, I'm not a big history person, but I, I find that really cool how they navigate that space. And this is probably yeah. the one time that sit down conversation where the lines are blurry for the dude who used to be with, you know, them. And he's like mm-hmm. clear he's clearly um, psychologically distraught from the trauma that he experienced being a trooper or whatever you want to call it. So I loved it. And Bill Burr knocked it out of the park. We'll give all the props to Bill Burr. I don't know if he has social media. I hope I'm going to tag him in this video. Maybe he notices us. That would be cool. But like he's, I've loved his work in like in this past year. And it's just so funny how he's, he's what a fun, like he's one of my favorite characters in the show. Well, and he, yeah, and he got added in last season, and it, it almost is like he he appears in, uh, I believe the episode is like the captive, uh, yeah. the prison break episode, essentially, and it's kind of like, I mean, it was it was almost laughable when he appeared on screen, and you were yeah. like, Bill, Bill Burr, what are you doing? What are you doing in Star Wars? What are, you, what are you doing here? You're not the right like, set. Are, it's like, did you, yeah, yeah, like, did you walk onto the wrong set, and they were just like, here, put this on. Uh, yeah. which is another thing you love about Mando is that Mandalorian is that you get so many of these actors like Nick Nolte voices Queel, this little Ugnot dude in the first season. Like you oh, get yeah. Horatio Sands is, is in full like blue. Like you get these, these character actors, these great comedians or these random people. 
Uh, I believe no, John it was... Favreau, like, I bet you John Favreau orchestrates all this stuff. You know, he's friends with everybody. He knows, like, think of how many projects he's been on. I bet you he's acted with a lot of these people. Favreau, or, Kennedy. Like, well, I mean, it's it's Disney. It's like, takes, like you can like he, give somebody a call is what and tell and tell and tell them like, hey, we want you on set. You're gonna be this. You're gonna be. Uh, yeah, I to to borrow from kind of the way we described this 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 episode reminded me a lot of the siege from earlier in the season because it was essentially like we're going into a imperial base. We're gonna wreck shit. We're gonna get we're gonna get what we need, and and you just got to see them trash a bunch of stormtroopers, except like a very eighties action movie feel. Except you got a lot more of that political undercurrent of even when they're driving <clears throat> up, and Bill Burr's like we're just we're just we're just conquerors on stolen land. Like they're driving past the village of people. It's like we're just we're just new we're just people stealing from that like. And they get attacked by the pirates who, they call them pirates, but they're not trying to steal the fuel. Like, they're very much like a resistance or like a rebellion trying to like blow up this fuel. And eventually, like at the end of the episode, we get kind of the payoff of uh, Mayfeld and destroying the whole fuel depot. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, it had that 80s action feel, but it had just, like, it, if anyone loves Mandalorian or loves Star Wars, but doesn't think Star Wars is political, they need, they need to watch this episode until they understand, like, like so much, like Star Wars has never not been political. Uh, <laughs> and I, and I love when, when you get to see that come to the forefront in such a human way. Uh, yeah. And, through... and like the, those scenes that we're talking about, you could cut the tension with a knife. Like it is extremely thick tension. It's not like just sit down conversation, you know, when can we get to the action? It's it, some of the most memorable parts of that episode are just that, you know, how, uh, you know, those Bill Burr and like, Hey, we forget Amando took off his helmet. That was weird, but yeah. I loved it. I mean, it, it was nice. I was just making sure that, Pet, you know, he's still, Pedro Pascal still there, yeah. He is acting. I, I saw guess. so I saw everyone's reactions <laughs> to like like losing their shit. Even they know that we know that it's Pedro Pascal, but he takes his helmet off, and you're still like, "Oh my god, it's Pedro Pascal!" It uh, is him. He's not using a stunt double. Wow. I I saw. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up the tweet here just to make sure. Okay. So someone someone on Instagram, uh, and I love I love this about the Star Wars fandom. It's one of the things I do love about the Star Wars fandom is that so many people are so passionate that they dig in really deep to this. But when he he takes his helmet off and he there's that homo where he's you know uh -huh. he he's trying he's got to track down Baby Yoda try and track down Moff Gideon and uh, and and I don't know about you but it felt very weak Pedro Pascal it he felt so awkward with the helmet off or something about it he felt so like it was like have you ever spoken to people like you you obviously haven't spoken to people without your helmet on because he doesn't have a normal reaction to anything like he looks at bill burr when he realizes like what's going down or about to go down and it's kind of like don't blow this don't blow this but his 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 mannerisms are so strange and <laughs> yeah someone pointed out awkward. definitely awkward 
someone pointed out that if watch carefully during that whole scene where he has his helmet off that uh pager never uses his peripheral vision when he cares about what he's looking at um okay so he all of his mannerisms look like he still had like he is acting like he still has the helmet on that's so weird all of those moments like even at the end where mayfeld hands him the helmet he doesn't like glance down he like looks down with his whole head as if he's like he's like and he he turns his whole body to look at people because he's used to he's used to having his helmet on and the fact that that pascal and like the directing team and everyone was like no no no, you need to you need to make like stay in character even without the helmet on you are still this guy who like turns like turns his whole head to look at people or turns his whole body to figure out what's going on and it took i was like man like Pedro Pascal is really leaning into this, like, I'm awkward. I don't know how to talk to people. Like, I'm super, you know, ang- and, and, and for good reason to be anxious here in an Imperial base. Uh, but that, that little detail, that moment where it's like you realize, oh, this is all intentional. Uh, oh, yeah. Pascal and the directing team. They, um, they're doing a great job with the storytelling. That's an understatement, but... I just wanted to quickly acknowledge that uh, (laughs) our Twitter account has just got their 100th follow today. Oh, wow. Just now. Uh, I just saw it. Hey, oh. Mark the date and the hour, December 12th, (laughs) 111 p.m. We made it. Triple digits, fools. Um, Mom, we we made it. We made it. We made it. I want to thank Bibbs Corner because honestly, they're all his followers that he just basically blackmailed into following us. He was like, I'm not going to tweet until you get them over 100 followers. And I'm like, uh, thanks. Wow. <laughs> you have to see it. Oh my gosh. We're just, we're just a humble little pod. Right. That likes, that likes the Dallas Mavericks and Star Wars. Oh, man. Um, I love this episode. Any- I- and didn't have yeah. Baby Yoda at all. I didn't. I didn't expect to like an episode without Baby Yoda. If that makes, does that make sense? Like, I mean, he he usually contributes to how much I like an episode, but we didn't. I I I'll say this in a better way. He wasn't missed in this episode because there was a lot of other stuff to distract you. Action, suspense, awkward, racist conversations. It was great. Yeah. Uh, any any lingering questions or predictions coming coming out of this episode? Hmm. Um, I've got a few deep cut. Okay. Uh, Easter I knocked on my head. Go ahead. Fans. Yeah, you can go ahead. Uh, so so a couple of things. One, uh, let's see. When when we first see the prison planet where they go to pick up Mayfeld. I don't know if you picked up, you got any, and maybe some eagle-eyed fans have already established this, but like the prison <laughs> droids, the like the prison guard droids, we encounter them on like the prison ship in season one, and we saw some more again on like this prison planet that's uh, looks very much like, and you it kind of pans up over like the legs and the body, looks very much like K two S O and like the Imperial uh, security droids, but like different heads, so. I, I'm curious to see, I'm per, I feel like it has to be, they've essentially taken all of these Imperial droids, reprogrammed them, slapped a 
<laughs> slapped a new droid head on but like the body and the artic the limbs and everything looks exactly the same uh huh that was i love to see that that was an interesting little like we're in this post-empire world or this kind of sort of post-empire but imperial remnant new republic like this era where we're rebuilding after uh this whole civil war so like seeing those little details and those little remnants peek through uh was great um let's see mayfeld brings up he's like oh he like captain you're gonna have to speak a little louder like when his when his uh his ship depressurized at tanab and that is a little nugget uh in episode six return of the jedi lando calrissian is like <laughs> I don't know, one of these guys, they must have seen, they must have been impressed by my, my maneuver at the Battle of Tanab. And so you get this like throwback, there's just this throwaway line. It's a throwaway line, but you're, but Annie is like, the Battle of Tanab. Like, I, I've never seen that, but I know, I know what that is. Uh, um, <laughs> Didn't he say like TPS forms too? Yeah, TPS forms was, that was a very, again, like the mundane. In intersecting with like the extraordinary that Star Wars. Um, with TBS forms from Office Space. Yeah, TBS form is just yeah Office Space and like just general like if you work in like a business environment, a lot of times like you have to fill out TBS forms. I had I had to do TBS forms my senior year of high school, but they were like these reflection sort of papers or something. Uh, oh, Lord. They're called TBS. And then finally, <laughs> in the conversation between Mayfeld and, and the Imperial <clears throat> officer. He raises up, let's, let's toast Operation Sender, which has not been mentioned in any, in any Star Wars television or, or movie, but uh, is referenced in several video games as well as in some of the books, as essentially like Operation Sender is the post-Empire, like the Emperor has fallen, the Emperor has died, like the De Death Star has been blown up. And essentially the Empire decides okay, like, you guys got us there. How about we commit as many war crimes as possible and as many genocides as possible on our way out the door? And so Migs is very, like, it's a, it's for any fans of, like, nice. the other ancillary material. Yeah, it is a, it is, it is, like, the last little, and we're seeing, we've seen the echoes of that with, like, Cara Dune is a survivor from Alderaan, like, Mando is a survivor from the Mandalorian Purge. Like, all of these people have some deep baggage mm -hmm. from a lot of the Empire's atrocities. Right. And so seeing that thrown in, um, what was a nice little touch of like, we're just, we're just knitting together this whole uh, universe. Uh, so those are, those, are, those are my deep cuts from this episode. Uh, any, any predictions, any, any, any lingering questions for you, Ben? Um, not, not from this one. I, I don't think this one's too plot heavy. As I put, like, the one right before it was very plot heavy. Um, it's still really enjoyable. <clears throat> I just, um, yeah. How about this? Here's, here's a question for you. <laughs> Din Djarin, Mandalorian, uh -huh. father, father of the year already? Father he's got he's got it locked up. He's father of the like his kids got, got locked up. That's not good. That's not. It's like Liam Neeson. Like you have to. It has to be taken. 
like to freaking. <laughs> You're gonna dock him points because the Empire stole his kid. I have a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. <laughs> one one last thing about this episode. But that, is... I will say this: the, the the whole hologram thing at the end was cool. Yeah. I got goosebumps. I was like, holy snap. He means snap. more to me than you will ever know. Yeah. Yeah. Father of the cares. year. Father I, of the year material. Just based off of that, there's no way he's going to just hand him off to a Jedi. Oh, yeah, here you go. No, there's no way. No way in hell. Yeah. If anything, he has to be there to help, like, manage Grogu's emotions. Like, you know, like, so if he starts getting all pissy and look, like, this kid, this warning. kid's a handful. This kid's a handful. You're gonna need. It takes a village. It takes a village to raise a child. Okay, it takes a village. I just want lots of Baby Yoda in the next episode because I feel like I did. I did like this one, but I feel like we need him throwing more people around. We need him like choking dudes. Like, yeah. Uh, I I also loved how quickly. And not just Mando, but how quickly everyone, they don't refer to him as like the child. They, they don't refer to him as the kid. They refer to them as his kid. Like Kara and everyone is like, yeah, they took his kid. And, 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 and Mayfeld doesn't even really question it. He's just like, oh, the little, the little green dude? Yeah, he, he doesn't say like, he doesn't say like, uh, is that your kid? Like, I don't see the family resemblance, Mando. Like he doesn't say any of that. It's just like, no, this is my child. This is I, my. This I think is... it's so funny how like they're like begrudgingly like declining to help initially, and then th- then Mando says like, "Oh, like the, they have the kid," and then all of a sudden like Cara Dune's like, mm, "Like I'm gonna kill that. <laughs> like I'm gonna kill whoever has the kid." <laughs> like, well, imagine someone. Uh, I mean, if someone knocked on my door and was like, "Hey." we need your help for a minute. Like no one would do this. Cause like, I don't have the skills that Kara or Mayfeld or, or any of these, other, but if someone knocked on my door and was like, Hey, we got to get baby Yoda back. Like they stole baby Yoda. Like, <laughs> yeah. Is anyone in America just saying like, Oh, sorry, I can't help you. Like I'm kind of busy this weekend. I'm kind of like, I'm booked up. It's, it's the holidays, you know, like, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, you drop everything. It's not even, it's, it's not even like you're doing anything. It's just like, they like it goes from zero to 100 so fast they're just like wait what like they get so super serious and then you can tell they're like like cracking their knuckles and just like freaking oh my god it's like listen here empire you've you've (sighs) blown up planets you've enslaved people you've nuked entire cities Mm -hmm. but this is too far it's like you kid you kidnap grogu you kidnap baby it's like we're coming for you. Yeah. It's, it's a bridge too far. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I think, uh, yeah, I, I hope Bill Burr isn't done. I feel like the right thing to do would be to bring him back for the last episode where they kind of like, I already, my, my I should, what I should have said in the last um, episode is that Mando was assembling the Mandingers, Mandavengers, Mandavengers. Hashtag Mandavengers. The Space Avengers. <laughs> think about it like he has like the Cara Dune. He's got the shooter guy. He's got the Asian uh, uh, Miss... Uh, you know her name. I don't know her name. Fennec Shand. Fennec Shand. He's got the um, Apollo Creed. 
got um, Boba. Like that, those are the Mando Avengers. Okay. That's he's got to get. He's got to get. He's got to go get Bo Katan and, and Ahsoka now. And oh man, the whole team will be ready to go. That will be too much for me. I'll probably like pass out. I would. Yeah. That would make it that much more disappointing if like somehow they still don't get Baby Yoda. If they get like that entire lineup together and like. I think I think you're gonna see more of, if not more of Bill Burr as as Migs Mayfield. I think you're gonna see more of characters like that in some future uh oh star yeah. wars like uh, um wars soldiers shows. displaced from the war yeah i can um, see that <clears throat> so yeah I'm and for that, it. that's the beauty of of mando is we've been introduced to so many of these characters that we're gonna get to see again yeah like, and they're and, gonna yeah if you don't die you're coming back later and i think like with Thinking about Clone Wars, Clone Wars like made a show out of creating these war stories with these type of characters, like soldiers and generals, and like. So Filoni like wrote the book on this stuff, okay? <laughs> like, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, the, as far as like, uh, like a soldier in Star Wars, Filoni knows that character extremely well, and that has been displayed in this episode. Yeah. Well, um, even just like, just the archetype of, I'm a soldier. I've got some regrets. Everybody needs to sleep at night, um, which that was like you had this beautiful moment where like Dinjarin has to confront like what does he believe? And Biggs Mayfeld like tries to pretend that he's kind of like we're all the same, you know. Everything's just like, it's all garbage. Like very nihilist, very like it's all garbage. <laughs> but at the end of the day, he's like no. I'm not, I can't let this stand anymore. Like this, this is where the line gets drawn. Mm -hmm. I don't care if I go down, like blow, blow up all this Rhydonium. <laughs> like, it's like, fuck you empire. It's like, it's like, yeah, I may believe, believe it's all the same, but I'm willing to go to the mat to make sure that you guys don't hurt any more people. Yeah. Um, I think they did a really good job of adding depth to his character. Um, I think that's everything, right? I think there's, there's not, like I said, not a whole lot of plot in this one, but again, it's an adventure with Mando. I'm not going to complain. It was yeah. really, really fun to watch. Bill Burr makes everything better. Please cast one more, him in all things. Um, one more, one more episode. Yeah, we're going into the, the finale. Man, this. God, I want to know what the title is. No, you don't. It's, it's yes, basically I, yes, a I do. every time you. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's like when they say when they said like when the believer should the only time it was a spoiler was when the tragedy we didn't know what the trap i mean we assumed that like maybe baby yoda got shot by a laser <laughs> yeah i mean it sent you to a dark place the only time that this that this was for sure a spoiler was with the jedi episode five i believe okay that was um that one, yeah, that one was definitely a. Um, <laughs> I don't want to know until I watch the episode. I I don't really. I try not to. Yeah, I do my best not to like read into it because there's always I always get articles sent to me about the freaking show. Um, so what we'll do? We're gonna wrap, this is we'll wrap this this a uh, bow on this one. These uh, we have one more pod that we're gonna uh, record next week. 
for the Mandalorian, wrap up the season. Man, season it's just, finale, it's baby. Flown by. This, this season's flown by like crazy. Um, and uh, I think Andrew's been wanting to do this Star Wars related content for a while, so we kind of gave him a give him threw him a bone. Um, <laughs> he has <That's> nod. Fate. <laughs> fate has has intervened and oh, gave me this bone. Uh, <laughs> Freaking the, um, the Disney investors have have given me that have tossed us this bone. All right, hold on for that. Good God. <laughs> so um, I just we'll be wrap. back at you with some. Yeah, back, we'll be back uh, in another. Back. God, we'll be recording from a galaxy far, far away to wrap up the Mandalorian season two in all its glory. Uh, we've enjoyed uh, really kind of diving in. Um, we hope that you guys like it. Um, we, you know, we don't take this too seriously. We really enjoy this show. Um, and if you know other Star Wars nerds that are as nerdy or almost as nerdy, please send this out. Send send the link uh, to to your friends and and you know, we we just we are a I I say that we are a uh, how do I say this your friendly neighborhood Mavs podcast. And I just want that to be like, we're local guys. Like we are, you know, hopefully the guys you would grab a drink with, hang out with. We, we're not going to pretend the like pandemic is over. We will the definitely pandemic. grab a drink once. Yeah. <laughs> once we're vaccinated. I will send you a drink, whatever. <laughs> I'll, send you, I'll send you a drink coupon. We'll send you a drink coupon, you know. Your coupon. No, uh, like a, what I was getting at is um, we have grown – I'm, I'm all reflective all of a sudden we hit 100 followers and i'm like freaking gushing over here so i just like i'll wrap up by saying hey guys we we want to want your feedback give us like you know we'll, we'll give take us it. your mando takes give mando us your takes. give us your predictions yeah um let us know um, that has been that has been half of the fun of this show oh my god it, uh, is seeing speculating all wildly. of these people all these people speculating yeah but also like i will say like join us on this on this wild ride of a pod but also uh like join and like i would say convert your friends to what like we we kind of converted jay a little bit and kind of like reeled him and was like he does not watch like, television period mando mando is a gateway drug get your friends hooked like convert them over to the to the light side Hopefully. of the force you yep. know yep. like yep. join uh so join us on this here's what we'll ride. do I don't even know how many people are going to listen to this one, but I'm just going to send this out into the universe to see what you, what you guys think. So first, follow what is a to-do list. Follow us on Twitter at Buckets Beyond. Second. This is your, this is your Christmas. This is our Christmas list. Our Christmas like, list just, to you. Um, so <laughs> so follow, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram at Buckets and Beyond, um, A&D in between. And I want you to DM us any question you have, anything you want us to answer, anything you're wondering. If you're not into this, but you have some questions, if you are confused on why we care about this show, let us know. I really want to get involved with you guys. I think we've done a really good job of building the content. So I just want to get more feedback and, you know, kind of uh, shoot it out there. Um, we're, um, we're, we're starting small. So you're kind of getting in at the ground floor. So Anyway, follow us on those platforms, reach out to us, and we'll try our best to read these questions in the finale pod next week. Um, and we'll send a, a, uh, a tweet for this also. 
Um, but yeah, guys, this has been a lot of fun and we're not done yet. We're, we're hitting the home stretch. Um, this has uh, been Buckets and Beyond. I'm your host, Ben Seibel. Thank you again for listening. We out of here. Deuces.